down chapter 50 stoppage time we didn't go far they left us at the Lorbe Harbor without giving more explanations than they needed it was what the protocol demanded in cases of civilian population with all the tickets to become hostages we hadn't run away they got rid of us yes to avoid potential personal damages, but they just got rid of us. The motorboats stopped at the edge of the wharf and we got out. Carlos, Salva and I first. I almost thought they had made the trouble just to throw us there in the very water edge. Ramon and Andres got out after us. The security guys remained impassive in the motorboats. Well, here it is. Ramon said, looking at us. Two, we three, nothing personal, are moving. Fine, Carlos said defeated. I didn't say anything. Salva was staring, pushing me to talk. But I didn't say a thing. If he acted like a professional and impersonal, me too. And keeping the distance, we said goodbye right there. And just like that, the treasure's story, the conspiracy thing, and the little beneath stuff ended. All that had to end, ended. All of everything, and that's that. Right? Andres asked. No, it actually wasn't a question. It was a right of these men say when they go shopping with their girlfriends. Ramon looked again at Withry, waved a cold goodbye and left. They got in the motorboats and disappeared into the darkness of the night, into the silence of the sea. The truth is that I hadn't time to react. Salva was afraid of the storm and was hiding under Carlos' protection. We went up to the town to find a taxi that Carlos paid for because us, as always, were broke. On the way home, I thought once again about the way they took us out of the anger. They could, at least, send us home with the security guys who were so good-looking and Salva already knew how they worked. I didn't expect it. That was the end. When I was at the boat, I mean. I wasn't ready and I couldn't react. One punch in the polite Ramon's nose could be the right thing to do. And even though, when the taxi stopped in front of my building and I went upstairs, I was hoping to find him sitting down on my couch again. And no, he wasn't. My house was in silence, with the intermittent noise of the sea going up through the sewer system, as it had been before the short adventure of the treasure. The following days were of resumption, of low tide, of salty biscuits and blanket on the couch in front of the telly, Paco and Sandra on the small one, Salva and I on the big one. Yes, 
Paco stayed with us without money or profit, since love has. We took the money and profit thing for granted, of course, as the innocent thing, because we didn't really ask it. As a matter of fact, from the motorboat they own, we avoided the treasure issue up to the point of not watching Pirates of the Caribbean as much as Orlando appeared on it, or watching the Treasure Island as good as the Chieftain's original soundtrack was. We didn't hear about Alicia, Carlos or Andres again. It's not that we miss them, it's just a remark. We neither talked again about that topic. Actually, during the resumption, we didn't talk much about anything. I didn't want to put Sandra in the awkward position of having to defend Paco. Salva didn't want to put Paco in the awkward position of having to defend his friends. And Sandra, Paco, Salva and absolutely everyone who knew me a bit didn't want to hear me go on and on about the foolish, naive, gullible I was and the pig men were. The money. The money ended where it had to end because it's well known the saying, money calls for money. And we didn't have any, Ramon either. But he had what it's known as position of power negotiation power. By what I found out later, when the bygones became bygones at last, Ramon and Andres came back to the anger and made a deal with the councillor to share out the treasure. Not out of the councillor's free will, but out of the impossibility of going out if they didn't reach an agreement. If it hadn't seemed logic to me, they all had came with us, leaving the councillor and his army in the inside with the money. That's logic it seemed to me, seeing the councillor coming in with all his army along a dark corridor without leaving someone at the entrance. I didn't think it carefully then. It was later when I needed the things made sense. They didn't. It only could be explained using the grit as excuse. The considerable thing, I mean. Ramon's was easier. Obviously, not all his strengths were the ones he showed. Plus, the anger was a central facility. Kind of clandestine, but central. The counselor was happy with the amount the people from the Universal Savings Bank had promised as commission. He decided just like that, he'd rather keep the money and find a bad explanation not to give the bank's manager all his part, than look good but with less money. The explanation he offered to the manager, as you can imagine, was that we, Salva and I, took a percentage of the recover. They shared the rest, which was quite a lot, equally among Andres, Alberto and Ramon. 
they should be very happy when Paco, in his blindness of love, found them to say he was out of the business before Salva and I arrived home and told Sandra she had been only an entertainment, because she hadn't, and because at the end his feelings were truly real. The only good thing remaining, the only thing that let us look with a smile at the zero zones clean up works. I neither heard again about the councillors. If they intended to get little Venice, they had done it silently, because no scandal had been published on the media, not even on the grapevine. And we saw how our way of living was vanishing while the local elections confirmed the happy people were with the zero sum recovering for all the citizenship. And nobody remembered already the recovers, or the central shops, nor the tourists came searching some treasure stories, or clandestine parties next to the tower. Ah, oh, yes. I had the impression that the title, nobody would talk about us once dead, was true. It wasn't I was getting older, which I actually was, or that I was seeing near our end, which I wasn't. It was a feeling of you cannot fight against the Earth's rotation as much as you think that if you walk in the other direction you can. The sea always goes back to its place.